0: Join Justin Charity and Micah Peters in Sound Only as they discuss their deepest, darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle, rap music, video games, anime, YouTube, social media, and their underlying themes. Check out Sound Only on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card.
0: You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2%
2: You're listening to Ryan and Ryan in the Morning, your stop for Bozeman Sports Talk Radio. Coming up next, does Casey Dunn have a license to kill? Oh, it's Yellowstone. It's episode three. It's me and Russillo.
1: What's going on, Ryan? What is up? How about the pace? The pace? This is, this is like Oregon before everybody else knew what the hell was going on? At the start of this episode. Sorry, right. Taylor
2: Sheridan's just on the sidelines. He's got like a picture of Eddie Murphy from 48 hours and then like Howard the Duck. He's just flashcarding it, man. It's it's lightning fast. You can go through this episode. I made some notes. I'm sure you made some notes. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. This was an episode about parenthood, as every episode of Well of Yellowstone is. That was my
1: first note, the parenting episode.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this was parent corner for Yellowstone. We can hit the beginning, the the pre-credit sequence, which is very Godfather-esque of Costner just looking over the raging fire in his hearth while Casey and Rip do a lot of just extrajudicial killing around Montana. And I just, you brought this up with Bill. I think it's worth repeating, like, are we sure like the attorney general of the United States is never going to look into Casey's body count?
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is that the best political career, we, I mean, Casey is not worried. Maybe we learned something. The popularity rating of you across the board, you were just like, whatever, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I mean, when they were at that dive bar and they just started killing guys in a Jeep. Yeah. Like there's no follow up to that. There was no Miranda rights there. It was just like straight up
2: Rip jumps into the back of that guy's Jeep. There's some Godfather stuff with a garrot there. I was pretty impressed by, but that all happens in the first few minutes. And then the rest of the episode is
1: relatively domestic. Didn't you think? Yeah. I, you know, and I, I guess, you know, we all want everything we want when we want it. Right. And so I'm like, if you guys are going to have this killing spree with this great soundtrack and they timed it out perfectly too. It was like, I think we're going to go like the length of the song for all of these scenes. And you know, they step in first militia guy shot right in the chest. You're like, OK, here's another raid. All right. Dive bar is like real quick. We're taking these guys out. And then the, the bridge shootout. You're like, all right. Like, I, I get that. I'm I'm bad at this part of it. It's like we can't keep one of these guys alive for questioning. Yes. All right. So there's that part. And then I would have loved like maybe for just the dive bar scene, build to that with actual dialogue and like they're hanging around and they're just BS about nothing. And then it's like, oh, we're going to go do this thing. Right. But again, I'm not arguing with the artistic choice here. I get the point like, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. And now we're going to tell these stories. So I, it was great. I loved every part of it, but it was so good. I almost felt like I I almost wanted more of that because then, yes, we had two separate parenting storylines. So,
2: yeah. You. And then uh, and I think for you, probably, if I have to guess, the most exciting part about it was... Um just, just more horse stuff, and if 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 anything, more horse stuff than we got last week.
1: Yeah, Cade McCutcheon back in the saddle again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough of of Taylor as Travis. Yeah, uh, what is it about Travis that works so well? I think it's partially that he is a dipshit. You know what I mean? Like that, there.
2: He's like I, I'm, I'm sure he's supposed to be cool, but everything with him is like. It's like a one-liner. It's an aphorism. It's like a little like yearbook quote. He's just like he's never having a conversation. He's always got the like the epigram thing going.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I just every time he's in a scene, and now I'm worried we're not going to get to see him. There's kind of this like, oh, Travis is here. Yep, oh, here we go with Travis. <laughs> and they did a lot of it in the, the opener of the season. And I don't know why I still like watching the horses slide. I don't know why I like watching it it's so much. It's pretty sick. Yeah.
2: I don't know how they do it.
1: I've seen it enough and I can't get enough of it. And then I actually did like that one of the other cowboys was like, hey, let me... The poor cowboy who doesn't have any storyline whatsoever and looks really good on camera. It's just like, hey, sorry, we got Casey Grimes. Like, there's just no room for you yeah. right now. We have another good looking white guy. <laughs> who's lost With three himself. days double. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, you're doing a great job standing over there, but we just can't. There's just not going to be a lot for you on this plate. When he's like, hey, can I ride one of those? And, they, you know, they throw the prices around and all this different stuff. So, I feel like I'm throwing in a prospect with David Price's contract to to move on. Where, <laughs> I'm getting rid of Jimmy. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm also losing. Getting off the Jimmy money, right? (laughs) Right, right. I'm giving up the Jimmy because you know the Jimmy storyline. You know, you just feel for him in a way because he's like, "Look, I'm not a great catch here, John. I'm not a great catch. Like I was a meth guy listening to the first Tool CD that (laughs) most people missed out on, and (laughs) you." You know, you put the brand on my chest. I'm not good at any of this stuff. The one thing I found out that I was good at, and like, this is a pretty good looking barrel racer girl who has a lot of options. Yeah. And nobody likes me ever. Like, I'm pretty much unlike for four years. And now you're like, no, you're going with Travis, who immediately hates my guts, makes me take off my neck brace. Like, I don't have a lot to offer in a relationship. And I found somebody. I found my person. And you're making me leave. And by the way, he's like, you can come back. He's like, when? He's like, when you're ready. It's like, can I get a fucking window of a timeline (laughs) here so I can tell this girl? Is there any chance? Like, you're telling me love, if it really matters, it won't go away. I need to give her a window. Yeah. Seriously. And so she's going to keep working at the Yellowstone, which I think would probably be bad for locker room morale. Yeah. She's just like, you sent Jimmy away. But, uh, or when she starts sleeping with, with Lloyd, perhaps, is a uh, revenge play oh to, to Laramie, which is the greatest name of any character. And obviously, I'm biased towards her, but Laramie's... And they were like, let's just name her Laramie. Yeah. are like, perfect.
2: You know, I have to ask, with the, with the, the horse horses stopping, before we move on from that, I was thinking that you and I could get involved in this if it doesn't already exist. Do you think there's a house of highlights for horses?
1: I would delete this from the pod and start over <laughs> and leave it out. Cause it's a great idea. It's I'd a watch million horse dollar videos. idea, yeah. right? Yeah. I'd watch horse videos.
2: Yeah. And if, if it was just like, um, like check out this guy in his bag. No, Oh no, he didn't. He stopped on a dime. And it's just like, <laughs> hashtag this horse has got it. Hashtag ready for big things. People forget satin sheets <laughs> was a problem. <laughs> You weren't really about seeing spend a buck at Garden State Park like me. Yeah, I would love
1: that. It would just be amazing. And then they can have like a guy after eight seconds when he gets off, somebody can post the video and be like, that horse had him on skates. You're like, no, he got (laughs) off. He got off the horse. Nobody was on skates. There was nothing happened that was skate worthy there. I'm in. I'm down. Tell me seed money. Venmo it today. Let me know. So Jimmy is on his way to Texas to the four sixes ranch, which I I
2: have to do some research on, but obviously seems to carry a lot of residence for some characters on on, on the show. Walker has a lot of good things to say about Texas to Jimmy when Jimmy's on his way out the door. He's just like, I wish I had never left there. A lot of affection. They're setting it up. I really hope Taylor Sheridan is the
1: co-star of that show, though. Hey, are you starting to wonder if Taylor has any friends and does anything (laughs) other than write shows? (laughs) Yes. I mean, this guy is the most prolific writer going right now. Yes. I mean, This is an incredible run. We talked about the movie thing and the legend being, and I think he said it in interviews and I don't, you know, I've never met him. I've only heard about him through other people in the business, that kind of thing. I mean, other people that are actually in it. Yeah. So let me make sure I clear that up before I made fun of, but you know, whether he banged out those three scripts in that short amount of time, it all makes sense now because I mean, you're, you're basically show running this and doing a good chunk, if not all the writing. Is he writing every episode? He is
2: credited as the writer for every single episode of Yellowstone. He is also the credited writer for both of, for the ep- all the episodes so far that I know of, of Mayor of Kingstown. I assume he is writing 1883 and I assume he's going to write four sixes.
1: <laughs> I mean...
2: That's impossible, man. That's crazy. I mean, we were talking about this last week, but it was just like him talking about writing Yellowstone during the day and
1: shooting those who wish me dead at night. That is Herculean. There's a couple episodes here and there written by some other guys, but as everybody knows, like when you're the showrunner, you're still rewriting. That was always the Matt Weiner thing with Madman is that, you know, his point was valid from the outside, but for people from the inside, and just to tell everybody, if you write the pilot, you write the season finale. Right, so you know the arc of the story, and then you have everybody in the writers' room for bigger staffs, and then everybody's kind of writing to your vision, and then you go back. I guess the numbers, like when he says seventy percent rewrite, like it happened on the wire. Like some of these writers were long time, super established writers, and then they get David Simon's script back, and they'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, like just like most of it's gone, and they'd be like, "That's actually pretty good." Yeah, that's pretty good. And we're writing. talking about so, like
2: Richard Price and Dennis Lehane yeah. In scripts,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. like absolute monsters, and so. Taylor, I guess there's I mean, he's still be writing most of the stuff, but this is an absurd amount of creative content that all seems to hit that. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's unbelievable because every other break you're like, wait, he's got another show out. So I can't wait. But it's this is a lot. It makes me wonder if he has any other hobbies. But clearly, clearly, he's pretty good at the horse stuff.
2: Yeah. And so I have to say he's also good at some of the more domestic stuff, because I don't think I've ever been more excited for a scene on television than when Beth takes the kid to go shopping because, you know, it's going to go wrong. You know, there's going to be, you you know, there's going to be some drama in there, but it pretty much ticks every box I wanted. The kid has a meltdown. Beth has a meltdown. It's somebody trying to film her on the iPhone. And then she essentially gives up on motherhood in about 25 minutes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She was out quick. Yeah, (laughs) that was there was a lot going on. Like, remember how I don't know. It might have been season two. Jamie goes to buy a coffee and they kind of do the like, oh, can I just get a coffee? Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, right now. They're different names now. It's like, man, Bozeman. Changing the name of, <laughs> of coffees, right? And there was, there was this element of like the Karen social media character yeah. of, of her. We're like, all right, let's do this. But I got to tell you, that kid looked great in that shirt. He wasn't wrong.
2: <laughs> he had good taste. And it's like, you know, I think it, it really, he was just, she was just pressing his advantage. You know what I mean? And and Beth was trying to take him in there and just get him a pair of Wranglers, and it just didn't work out. You know?
1: Yeah, the kid was like Lee jeans. <laughs> <What> a- <laughs> Like, <laughs> like Brett right? Farms kid or
2: something? What are you doing?
1: <laughs> Brett, Brett Farms more like Duck Hodges kid. <laughs> that scene. Hey, we're getting boots. We're getting a jacket and, you know, and some jeans. And he goes right to the Saturday Night Fever cowboy shirt. And yeah, that was quick. That was a quick pivot. But then it's again, it's like, hey, Beth, what did you think this was? Rip told him. Rip
2: told her. He was like, you treat, treat this kid like a pet. That's what that's all he's going to be.
1: Yeah. And she definitely treated like a pet, like, Hey, can I bring this ferret back? It's shitting everywhere. <laughs> so I don't, I don't get like, it was like, wait, we're done. It we can't be done. He's definitely not done, but it was a, like Beth, you're the one that decided to take the kid in Yeah, and you have a bad shopping experience and, and you're already out. And then I think if you have more on that, stay there, but I think then we could pivot to the end of the episode. Not that there's not still a lot of stuff I don't want to get to, but the end of the episode. It's like, hey, let's check in on <laughs> let's let's check in on on Monica and Tate real quick. And you're like, yeah, oh, I was wondering. This isn't them. going well. So the yeah. first
2: we see of Monica and Tate is in the first episode where Tate kills a guy. Uh, Tate's a child, by the way. If if you're just listening to this podcast but not watching Yellowstone, he's getting taller though. Yeah, he is getting taller. He's 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 really exploding. But uh, you know. He's been through a lot in a young life. They've moved on and off Yellowstone a couple of times, I think. Then he gets uh, kidnapped by a militia and then obviously kills a member of the militia later on. That was a militia who kidnapped him in season two, right?
1: Yeah, this kid's been through a ton.
2: So now it's kicking in. He, he had originally he had gone off and, and camped outside to deal with some of his anxiety before. Now it's really, really piling on and he's living underneath a bed straight up. And Monica can't get him out. Nor does Which she none of us be- knew. We're like, wait, food is
1: available and he's under the bed. Yeah.
2: And he's just under the bed. And, and Casey just tells him the thing you're most scared of in the world. You've already conquered it. So you got nothing to be scared of anymore. And it just seems to do the trick.
1: It's a great line. Great setup. Great. Like, cause I was like, how are you getting out of this one so quick? And I was like, they're moving, right? The pace of it. Like, we're not going to slow build Tate's recovery. Yeah. It's right now. And you just witnessed it. And I was like, you know what? I really like that line. I'm glad you brought that line up because it was a really good setup.
2: Yeah. And then it turns out that the real sort of the person who's really dealing with their issues is more Monica because she's like, I never I, I begged you not to bring us here. This is just an evil place. And Casey is now is essentially becoming his dad. He's just like, I'm fully in line to uh, uh, like ascend to this seat of power, run the ranch, be, be a political figure in Montana. This is what I want to do. And he's buying into the, it, the place isn't evil. The people who are trying to take it from us are evil. Which I think he has a pretty good point. Yeah. And, you know, with, with Casey's Casey's license to kill, I guess, <laughs> I guess it just it does
1: feel that way. There's not a lot of
2: lawyering. I was impressed that he didn't kill Ralph from uh, California.
1: No, I, I would have thought that was like, you know, with characters, you just go, even though we know this is none of it. It's like we can't have you do that, Casey. We can't have you pick up Ralph. So, Ralph's a guy from California. Taylor Sheridan must fucking hate everyone from California, (laughs) by the way. It's like this guy, Danny Houston. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's from California that sucks. And this guy rolls in, buys this big ranch, and he's cutting off a pathway. So, now the cattle are having a hard time coming through. So, the other rancher's got to bring them in through trucks. He's getting crushed on the paying of it. And so, he puts them in a a gate that essentially is supposed to keep up the pathway. And he just leaves them in there overnight. And he's like, totally cool with it.
2: The little exchange that they have, Casey's like, "Why? What, you know, you're doing it for the ag tax break, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, I'm raising llamas. That's how <laughs> I'm getting the ag tax. I thought that was like a very specific, very funny, like a guy from California would move to Montana to raise llamas with no actual purpose whatsoever. One more Casey question. And we can go back to Monica if you want, but my, uh, we talked about this when we did the pod with Bill. Do you think that's the same Dodge? Or does Casey have a fleet? Or do you think that he got that Dodge fixed after plowing into the dude on the highway in the first episode?
1: I imagine if there's a state that takes care of, you know, municipal workers, Dodge trucks, it's Montana. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, really you're doing damage to the grill. If you have the right grill set up, it's more about the grill. It's not, it's not so much about the, the grill of the truck, you know, you've got the brush guard up there. So, I mean, he took that, he took that gate out of the California guy's house pretty quick. So I, I imagine they've got a pretty good, pretty good system there. Pretty good body guy. The, yeah. Yeah, especially with the property taxes going up the way they are in Montana with some of the assessments, you know, the, the moves out there. I'm sure that, that count that is probably flush with cash. So I can't imagine the truck repair thing. It's important and I think all that adds up. Yeah,
2: I did like the idea. Like, I remember when my dad used to have a company car back when he used to work at the Philadelphia Inquirer, and there was just like a parking lot full of Ford Focuses. The key was in the car, and you just like always picked up a different Ford Focus. But it was just, I like the idea of Casey just having like a a parking lot full of Dodge Rams to commit various like shootouts and 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 like barricade busting
1: entries into other guys' ranches. Yeah, I I can't imagine like. I guess he's got the votes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> just doesn't. You got the support and guys are going to him. I just wonder like, hey, how are we going to fill? Let's just have Casey doing some tasks. Yeah. You know, let's let's <laughs> fill a scene here. Let's do a task. Make the bad guy from California. By the way, can you ride a horse? No. Have you ever been on one? I've never been on one. No. City guy. You
2: know, I've never, never really tried. There is some horse riding in Fairmount Park in Philly, but I it, it never, I was more of a, a baseball, baseball kid, not a horse kid.
1: Yeah. Well, you don't have to be a horse kid. I no. think you could just, you know, but so you've never even had the desire to go horseback riding. Oh, I have like the that? desire
2: for sure. It's just never, I just honestly have never really been like, the, while we're here, I'm going to do some horse riding. Like, you know you know what I mean? Like it's never been an activity. What about you?
1: I've been on a horse a few times. I would not uh, describe myself as a horse guy. I, you know, the horse usually knows pretty quickly how confident you are. <laughs> and so if you're not a hundred percent like aware of what you're doing, controlling the thing. You know, some of the different things that have them change up their gait or whatever, you know, gallop to full on. Taking horses out on the beach, on the vineyard through some girl that had it set up. So like six or seven of us all went out and you're just flying down the beach, you know. The girl had horses or what was the? No, she worked at a farm and they they had horseback riding. You could take them out. They gave lessons and stuff. She gave out lessons. So we we took them out and, you know, I'm like way off. The horse knows. I don't know what I'm doing. And we're way off and I'm, I'm going through a meadow. I'm off the trail and I'm just like, all I need to do is like land in the wrong spot in this meadow and then it's over. But then when you get them out of the beach, it's great. They just Because they're fly. just galloping, right? Yeah. You're not worried about like stepping in the wrong thing. But we also had one, believe it or not. My father, I think he was trying to appease my mother and we, my younger sister. He ended up building a horse barn on a property. And then it did a huge fence around it. So we had this kind of pony, bigger pony, whatever. Uh-huh. And it was like the coolest thing ever the f- first few months. And then if you're not on it all the time, I actually not feeling bad for the horse. The horse is like, this kind of sucks. You guys aren't cleaning enough and all this stuff. My sister and my mom were over it and we'd all ride it around a little bit, but we weren't like super, super confident with it. So this sounds like I am a horse guy because we had one for <laughs> six months to a year. Maybe it was a year. I'm not 100% sure. The only thing that's entertaining about it is it escaped from our property And then we get a call in the middle of the day. I was like in elementary school, fifth grade or something like that. And everybody was away and they were like, hey, can you get when the principal of the elementary school came and got me in class and we tracked the horse down And I walked the horse all the way back to the barn and put it (laughs) back in. Yeah, and the principal was like, "You know, what, you take the rest of the day off." I was like, "This is awesome." (laughs) That's like a Cormac McCarthy novel. It's just like you walking up the middle of the road. I was in the middle of the road with a horse, and he like (laughs) drove up past me, and for whatever reason, the horse was just starting to be bummed out. It was cold outside, New England. The barn, I don't think, was up to standard, and you know, people needed to clean a little better. It's kind of that thing when you have a kid, and you're like, "Hey, you're gonna take care of it." Be like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'll take care of it every single day." And then it just, you know, after a while, so I feel bad for the horse. The horse was right. We were wrong.
2: So nobody was beating your dad to the bar and like the way they got Carter there at like four in the morning to shovel out the, no. the, the stalls.
1: No. No. <laughs> no. No. I was and it was never I was never the one saying, Hey, we definitely need the horse. All right. So John gets gets to see
2: Blackjack guy, who is just basically the the fixer, the guy who sets up all these hits on the Dutton family from the previous season finale. Rainwater's been stowing this guy in a barn. Mo and Rainwater have basically been... How about Moe's backstory? Loved it. The, the roast yeah. beef peanut butter moment? Right. Thought that was great. I'm uh, a big Mo fan. I he's, think he he's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. And then they get him out. They give John this sort of riddle to solve where they're like, you can either trust us but if you don't, like it's your it's your problem to deal with. And then they do a little plausible deniability with Rainwater leaving the scene of what will soon be a crime. And Mo hands over this this very badly beaten militia fixer to John. And he doesn't really get a lot of information out of him and then does a very elaborate in typical Yellowstone fashion, very elaborate way of orchestrating his death. What'd you think of that?
1: I don't think any one of us would put it at such a risk that you're like, Hey, this guy who tried to kill all of my family and worked with a militia, let's give you one last chance to kill me. (laughs) But it's a TV show. So you've got to remind yourself, stop doing what would really happen. And this little moment of of John, because, you know, I think one of the things that's happened throughout all these seasons is that it's clear they've been doing some stuff. Like, historically, if you went back and did a prequel of this, not, you know, the project of 1883, but, you know, John. John's been doing crap like this for a while. Right. What this ranch has been about. And so they plant that seed that he's capable of anything. And we even see it at the beginning of this episode, but it's almost like they don't want us to show, they don't want us to ever turn on him. Mm Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And is that do you think that's what was happening? I mean, granted, it's just a nice little shootout, little dramatic touch, although doesn't he hand him a revolver and then he's going to slide. So honestly, it's a lot easier to load. He's
2: trying to create some sort of even playing field where he's got to put his clip in an automatic weapon while this guy's got a revolver. But the guy's got to like scramble for it. and the guy gets a shot off before John does. I, I think that's a good point. Like the amount of violence that the Dutton family and rip and everybody like commits. If you're into Yellowstone, I think you've kind of made that. That deal with yourself—that this is, you're not—you're not like sitting in judgment of this family. It's one thing when it's like watching Michael Corleone fall from grace in The Godfather. It's another thing when I think there's like multiple killings in like the first episode of Yellowstone. So you know what kind of rides you're on, right?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the whole. Like they are notorious. They're known. They have the shootout over the cattle thing in the entire launch of this deal. Yeah. So. You know, when he loses a son, they take out one of the guys from Preservation. So, yeah, you're right. It isn't like all of a sudden you're going, oh, you know, what is he? What is this guy capable of? But you're right that like John sets it up so that it's like, ah, he made it. He made it fair. Yeah, there's no reason to make it fair with this guy. He's this horrible dude, and you still, I guess, he's done with information where he gives up. The guy looks like the lead singer from System of a Down is apparently behind <laughs> this whole thing. Who was a selli? Uh, so, so That's there's right. that part of it. Um, it's Surge, toxicity <laughs> of our of our So, I do want to see those guys a lot. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you knew that guy was going to get killed. The Jamie part is just laying mm-hmm. in the weeds. About what's the connection, who's behind this whole thing. I feel like the Jamie part's too obvious, though. Or maybe they try to send us off on the wrong path by saying that when Jamie's deal in the new episode of the season, remember where they were sitting there in the hot tub, essentially going, well, and, Jamie and Casey, wouldn't have done it. Yeah, right. Casey sticks up for Jamie because Jamie's like, hey, if he wouldn't have helped us and then also try to kill us. But I don't know if that's to get us off the scent um, where it comes back full circle to Jamie.
2: I'm suspicious of, of Jamie's biological father. Will Patton, really good actor. Big actor to cast in a small role. So I have a feeling like maybe he did some time. Maybe he knows some guys. Maybe he's double dealing on the side. Thinks that, that Jamie's going to be his ticket to ride here. So I, I think that that's going to come into play. Yeah, did some time. Learned to weld. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, learned, he learned to trade. We can wrap it up there, man. Thank you so much for joining me today on this Yellowstone Power Hour. Check out the Prestige TV podcast for stuff all week, Succession, Curb, Bill and House just did, Uh, Ryan and I. Hopefully we'll be back next week. I mean, the hits just keep on coming.
1: You're going to sue Greenpeace? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks,
0: Chris. Thanks, man.